He was also the best Canadian ever in anime, JJ in Yuri on Ice. No. Best song no, no. in that entire show. No, no. No contest. No I'm contest. No. JJ, no one defeats me. I'm deporting him. <laughs> this is who I am, You're baby. deporting JJ. Why would you do this? Because he uh, is a bad representation of this country. All you Canadians need to aspire to be JJ. No, no. Yes. No. everyone and welcome to anime club after dark the podcast that delves into all things anime manga and otaku culture related i'm your host alex but you can call me senpai and join me tonight we have our shovrio shota shotaro i put the lube in lubitons <laughs> and our poser extraordinary tie i'm not even gonna try and follow that up i i am i'm out of words i just I I, i'm i'm so glad that i don't know what you're gonna say before we do this because it wouldn't be anywhere near as funny I like the fact that you keep your intros to yourself until we actually record. Um, it's always a surprise with me. It is. It is. Show show doesn't like to prematurely blow his load. Wow. You know no, you gotta you gotta build it up. You know. Yeah. Just he wants to reach like a good climax. Yeah. <laughs> like a snafu climax. No. Oh baby. No. Ooh. No. That's don't, this is what we call foreshadowing ever... to a future episode, boys and girls. Don't ever make that joke again, please. <laughs> Download my girls. Uh, Alright, so on tonight's episode of the podcast, we have all gotten together to discuss some of our uh, our favorite voice actors and voice performances in anime. But before we actually get to that, we actually have a bit of, uh, a, well, two bits of sad news that kind of relate to voice acting. Uh, not just kind of, they are voice acting related. About two voice actors recently that have uh, passed away. Uh, one of them being uh hikari yono who recently passed away uh she passed away on november 15th uh it hasn't been officially announced what she uh died of but she was being quote treated for an illness at the time of her passing um i guess take that for for whatever you want to take it for um if you're you know, if you don't know her, she probably most well most recently she was the provided the voice of the narrator in Burn the Witch. Which Natai, have you watched that yet? Because I know you nah, wanted to. I want to, but I haven't. Mm. <laughs> the usual. Uh, yeah. Um, she also was in the uh, uh, anime movie Hal. She also played a voice in uh, Sailor Moon Crystal season three. Uh, what else has she done? Uh, she had a, a bit part in Naruto uh, back in the day as well. Um, How old was she when she passed away? I don't know. It doesn't say here in the article how how old she was. Just that she passed away on November 15th. She looks kind of young, though. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I probably should have looked this up before we started recording. Hold on. Damn, tackling you on the spot while we're live. Yeah, well, it doesn't say... Oh, she was born October 8th, 1974. Oh, she's been around. Yes. I mean, she is still young, but... 
I mean, yeah, too young to die, uh, but still. Um, and, well, speaking of too young to die, another voice actor that recently passed away was uh, English dub voice actor Kirby Morrow. He passed away at the tender old age of 47. Uh, this was on November 18th. Um, it doesn't say in this what he died of either. Um, I know that there's been some speculation online that it may have been suicide. Um, but well, that hasn't shit. been confirmed. So, uh, but Kirby Morrow, a lot of people will probably know him. Uh, well, outside of anime, he was the voice of Cyclops and X-Men Evolution. Um, Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, actually... Very recently, in fact, the very last thing that he was doing, in anime at least, was he reprised his role as Miraku in uh, the Inuyasha sequel, Yashihime, um, which is kind of ironic when you think about it, because now, in <laughs> I believe last year it was, that the original voice of Miraku in Inuyasha the Japanese voice passed away. So now both the English and the Japanese voice actor for that same character have passed away. It's um, a cursed oof. role. I maybe, I don't know. It's, it's really weird. Um, something else that, you know, a lot of people might also recognize him in. He was in the death note English dub. He played uh, Mikami. Mm. Mm. Delete. <laughs> Delete. It's that uh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Um, and probably way back in the day, this was before Funimation actually got a hold of Dragon Ball. He was the original English voice of Goku in the Ocean Productions dub of Dragon oh, Ball Z. That was way back in the day. Short sidebar. It is kind of interesting hearing those like stories about those like lost dubs that could have been of some of these shows, like whether it's this dub of Dragon Ball or like the first dub that could have been for Gurren Lagann, which had the original uh, English voice actor of Asuka as Yoko. Um, it's pretty cool stories, but yeah, uh, sad to see these talented individuals pass away for those reasons or whatever happened. Yeah, it is. It is. It is sad, especially being both of them being rather young. Um, yeah, I mean, forty-seven. I mean, that's only seventeen years away from me. That's not good. Um, you have time yeah, to that, have a kid. Uh, thank you, show. <laughs> but I, if you have one now, they'll be 17 when you pass away. I don't even want to think about that. Thank you, show, okay. for bringing that to my attention. We're going down a weird rabbit hole right now. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely sympathies to their families. And um, yeah, that thing you mentioned, Natai, about the lost dubs, that might be a good topic for a future episode at some point. Uh, but yeah moving on to actual happy things so voice <laughs> acting it's a very important thing shut up I'm trying to make a graceful transition um, I'm not doing a very good job of it uh, voice acting is probably one of the most well, definitely one of the most important aspects to anyone enjoying an anime whether you're talking about an original Japanese dub or a English dub or any kind of a foreign language dub for that matter um so I wanted us to talk about some of our favorite performances, some of our favorite voice actors. And yeah, we're going to talk about some dubs too. Although I think it's safe to say that most of us, well, actually all of us on the podcast probably don't watch a whole lot of English dubs these days. 
No. Mm. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> it's so it's funny. The thing that got me on this, if you type in, at least when I type in, greatest voice acting performance in anime, do you know what comes up on YouTube? What does come up on YouTube, Alex? It's a scene from an anime called When Supernatural Battles Became Commonplace, Natai. What? I could have never expected Whoa. that. I know. I never heard of that show. I Well, I'm going to tell you about it, Natai. This is all funny because we talk about this scene like at least once a year. Like between between all of us at the bottom. Every now and then, this scene will just pop up, whether it's like on fucking anime like Facebook groups or Discord servers, mm. or just it just pop yeah. up now and then. Yeah, but so if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, so back after Studio Trigger did Kill a Kill, they did their and one Inferno Cup. Only... Yeah, <laughs> and Inferno Cup. <laughs> yes. Um, their first uh, their first production after that was. A their so far their only manga adaptation that they've ever worked on called uh, when supernatural battles became commonplace. Now I want to say all, I have seen this because it's a trigger anime. Um, it looks nothing like any other trigger anime. It looks very generic, um, and it feels very generic. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's very average. Um, however, one thing it has become known for, at least within the anime sphere, is a single scene which has just become known as the I don't understand scene and it's it, it's phenomenal to watch because the scene starts out as like really kind of slow it, it, it's just two characters in the show two of the main characters communicating with each other and just talking back and forth and it sounds like they're just talking about bullshit and all of a sudden the, one of the characters just goes on this like almost three and a half minute long <laughs> tirade that just doesn't even it's like there's no uh there's no punctuation in this at all it's all like one sentence it just comes right out it it goes from zero to 100 really fucking fast yes it does uh it's really hard to talk about this without actually having it here but Pretty much, it's like one of the characters is talking bullshit about whatever game or fucking D&D or whatever shit he's talking mm-hmm. about. And then the other char- character, a female character, I don't know what, what the relationship is. Mm-hmm. But she's like, pretty much, I just don't understand what you're talking about. And it just goes on that whole tangent of, like, I guess it's it, it sort of, you can direct it out of the tackle culture as a whole. But that, like, how we can gonna, like, caught up in our own lingo and bullshit or whatever. And it's just kind of impenetrable to her. You know, she just doesn't know how to communicate with that guy. Stop being a weird uh, nerd and speak like a normal person. What is that's wrong basically, with you? Pretty much. That's, yeah, that's that's basically pretty what much. she's saying. And she's expressing a level of frustration that I think a lot of people who don't understand what that stuff is all about would, would, would do. Like, so I, I don't want to... I, I can't like recommend the anime because it's really not that great. I mean, it's not that bad either. It's no, it, like I say, it's it's very very average, and it, that's one of the things that makes this stand out. Like, it's a phenomenal voice acting performance in an otherwise kind of forgettable anime. Uh, definitely a forgettable seasonal anime. 
Um, also, like the animation in the scene itself is really fucking good when it comes to her performance. Like yeah. the animation really complements her performance quite a bit. It does, and so this entire scene—it's not like they're walking around. It's two characters who were stood in in you know their respective places in the middle of like a dining room area, and that's it. I mean, there's nothing. So the animation in the scene is just camera angles constantly changing, and it's like holy shit. It's almost like monogatari levels of character angles changing. <laughs> uh, but it's there's so much emotion in that, and it's it feels so fucking real. Um, it also some behind the scenes knowledge. The entire thing was done in a single take, which is phenomenal when you see this like in the flesh. Like, how the hell do you get through this in one take? Yeah, it's kind of incredible, like, how much emotion and, like, just so much humanity you hear in that performance. It feels real. It feels like it doesn't, it, it, for a second, it doesn't feel like a Japanese cartoon just, like, speaking in a high voice or whatever, just something really stupid. It, it feels like a, a person just absolutely pouring their heart out in one scene. It genuinely feels like someone who's had enough and she's going to tell you all about it. <laughs> That's exactly it's, how it feels. Uh, it's so it's so good, and it, it's an example of just absolutely phenomenal voice acting. That was me trying to stifle a burp right there. You're welcome, John. Um, um, and I definitely, if you haven't seen it, I will link it below wherever you're listening to and or watching this below the YouTube link to go see it. I definitely recommend watching this if you haven't seen it. And yeah, I do kind of recommend watching the anime so you can actually see the scene in context. Um, because I really don't want to spoil too much about it. It does, it makes, you know, out of context, this seems like just someone having a fucking meltdown, which it kind of is. Um, but... In context, it makes a lot more sense as to why she's going off on him like she is. And also, out of context, it kind of sells you on, oh, I should really fucking watch this show. And then it everyone's does. like, oh, actually, mm, it's whatever. <laughs> it does. Uh, something Something also to keep in mind about this is uh, the voice actor that actually does this scene is a little voice actor called Saori Hayami, which I know is someone you wanted to talk about, Nitai. So I honestly didn't know she, like, I know, I know this scene for the longest time, and I know of it, and I saw it, like, a few times by now, mm. but I honestly didn't know it was her, so when we were, like, getting prepared to for, to record this episode, I was, like, sort of, I don't want to say on a whim, uh, because I have been watching Snafu again for the past two weeks or so, and it's great, and she is one of my favorite aspects of that show. And so that's why I want to talk about it. But it's good to know that it's it really surprised me to learn that she's she's the one who voiced that specific scene, that character. It's because it is an incredible performance. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying, so rewatching Snafu, a really good time, just a, a good like a favorite of mine. And yeah, she, a lot of her characters and. Sort of like she she can get pigeonholed into specific like the archetype of you could say the ice queen you know very sort of cold sometimes monotone very deadpan humor a lot of times when with her characters and and yeah you sort of get that with uh, Yukino Yukinoshita which is her character in Snafu and but specifically that role I I think she like I feel like she 
pulls a lot of like she she pulls a lot of you could say like emotional punches in terms of she she walks down really well between leaning into that archetype at first because that whole show likes to play with the like certain archetypes in general but then suddenly you get this like sort of warmth for from her in other specific scenes and i'm not going to go into details here especially since we will have a certain spoiler cast about snafu but there's quite a few scenes where she whether it's like her breaking or i don't want to say monotone but that sort of like cadence in her voice and giving it more warmth which just sort of takes you aback a bit because you're like oh she she's more than this sort of like intelligent yet cold person in this in this show you know and but then sometimes she doesn't that she really likes to lean into that monotone cadence of her in other worlds, specifically Ononoki from Monogatari, which I will talk about Monogatari in more, more in later on in the show. But I like how you misspelled it here as Monogatari. I did. Monogatari. Actually, Monogatari. I'm Monogatari really hard right now. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So Onanoki is like on like the other end of the spectrum, really monotone, we leaning much harder into that deadpan humor because I mean that's sort of what makes the character great, you know. Um, you have anything you want to add to that oh, whole aspect of her? I mean, I just want to say I unironically believe that Onanoki is the third best character in the Monogatari series. Yeah, she's great. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of that is helped by uh, Hayami's performance. Like she does do the deadpan stuff really, really well. Um, I just I, like you say in uh, in Snafu in Monogatari, and she's I mean hell Fubuki in One Punch Man. That's yeah. another good example of her doing deadpan humor really well. Is that uh, character for the second season? Hmm? No, I think it was. Is in that the... a character from the second no, season? She was in the first season. Is that not the green-haired mm. character? Yeah, I don't remember. With, like I'm not the gonna black, <laughs> like I don't know, dress that like psychically yeah. levitates. Yes. <laughs> okay, I believe you. I mean, she oh, didn't I'll have be, that much I'm... screen time, but she was there. No, but I mean, she had she did that that whole deadpan stuff really well. Uh, but we yeah. haven't even talked about her best role as Yumeko Jabami in Kakegurui. Okay, which... that was a huge departure from her regular role. Yeah, but like, no, no, okay. lay it on me. I want to I I hear about it. Okay, I, well, you guys clearly appreciate her regular roles, but I'm not too hot on her cold uh, voice acting, but I am hot on her hot voice acting, specifically when she's having an <laughs> orgasm into the mic because the cards... <laughs> Are in the right positions, and she is also <laughs> in the right position. So, oh my God, Yumeko Jabami, I I live for her. I love that, like you know, w- regularly she's just like, oh, I'm just an innocent, normal schoolgirl, and I just want to have fun. But then as soon as she like starts playing games, she's like, I'm an evil witch, and you are my sex slave, and I will whip you all day, and you're gonna like it. And I'm like, yes, that is exactly what I want from a person and a voice actress. As That's what I want in, in general. So, Sari Hayami, queen of life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I love the fact that, I mean, you, you see her the way she does uh, Jibami in Kakigurui. It's like, 
this girl's got some range when it comes to her acting. It's really impressive. Oh, honey. I mean, she can What'd do the she can do like the laid back or uh, cold ice queen, I guess, for lack of a better term, like Natai said. And then she can do absolute batshit crazy. Yeah, whatever, like, whatever, whatever. Yumiko Jabami is, she can do that. I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. A lot of a lot of like sayus get sort of pigeonholed into specific archetypes. Like you know, we can talk all day about Ria Takahashi's like, um, just wait, is it Ria Takahashi? I think what? are you talking about Ria Kugumiya, the Cinderella? Ria queen? Kugumiya, yeah. Fucking sorry about that. <laughs> get yeah, your Rie fucking Kugumiya you just... fucking racist. <laughs> no, no, I I was I don't know why I was thinking of Ria Takahashi. I mean, I fucking love her, but no, nah, not her. Um, yeah. Well, since you brought up uh. Well, pit being, like my, you know, the point I was cast. trying to make, like my point I was trying to make was just like a lot of these series getting pigeonholed to like specific archetypes, but then it's mm. interesting to see how they like sort of like go into more certain nuances between different characters that might share that archetype, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, since you brought up typecasting and specifically Rei Kugamiya being like the Cinderella queen, I mean, she, she back in the early to mid two thousands, she pretty much only played Cinderella characters, probably the most famous being taiga from toradora yeah um and for a while i mean she got the occasional role where she wasn't doing that but she was only doing that and then like around 2010 or so uh she started getting more roles but she still she never shied away from doing the uh the cindere parts that she was typecast into she kind of embraced it unlike some other voice actors but i was going to say about being typecast um and you brought up rie takahashi i was yeah. so scared that that was going to happen to her when she got and it didn't cast. no when she got cast as megamine in konosuba like i mm. saw this and i'm like she's really really good at playing these chinibio characters this ch- or this particular chinibio character and this character is really really popular i so sincerely hope that she doesn't get typecast into just doing this because having heard her and other stuff before that and even after i'm like god she's kind of talented it'd be a shame if she only played one character yeah, and then she sh- just shows up as Amelia and just nails it. And then I was like, oh, she can just do anything she wants, honestly. She's also uh, Takagi in Teasing Master Takagi-san, and she does that really well. Yeah, oh, that, she, she has done a lot of stuff in the past few years. Yeah, I know you love Takagi. You <laughs> want her to step on you. Uh, no, she's like five. <laughs> when has that stopped you? Wow. I have a limit. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just I'm so happy when it when it doesn't happen. I mean, I know that there are some uh, some voice actors that can play certain types of characters really really well, and it's great to see. But I think it's also a mark of a not necessarily great voice actor if you literally can only play one type of character. It is fun to watch voice actors be able to uh, branch out and do other stuff from time to time. But I think, like, the moment you you know, like, they're super talented is even if they're, like, like, like you notice it's the, even if, like, you're watching a show and then you learn that it's that, that actor who plays that character because, of course, it's the same archetype or whatever. Hmm. It's, like, the moment you stop noticing and just see the character for what they are, I think then they still do a great job, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a 
I was, I was going to try and figure out a way to segue into something that Sho had that he wanted to talk about, but I, I literally can't. Actually, no, I, t- I mentioned Takagi-san, and you have Yugi Kaji well, written down, so go. No. <laughs> so speaking <laughs> no. of typecasted people, there's a man who always plays growling, angry people, which is Nobuhiko Okamoto, um, whose name, honestly, I always forget because... Uh, apparently it's not a memorable name, but that's his name. And uh, at least for me, the most memorable role he's played is Bakugo in My Hero Academia, even though I have my problems with My Hero Academia. I still love Bakugo because I love someone who's just angry all the time and yells at me. And he has that great, you know, guttural, I hope that's a word, sound where he's just like, I'm so angry. And I'm like, yes, growl at <laughs> so me much of his all, voice comes day. Like, all day. So much of his voice comes straight from the back of his throat. Oh yeah, there's there's that little that little you know horse grumbling that really mm-hmm. comes out. And yeah, he does that quite frequently because he also played the main character Rin Okamura in Blue Exorcist, who's like a demon. So. When he gets, uh, when he loses control, he's like very animalistic and he like growls at people. And mm-hmm. recently, he's played Garfield in the second season of ReZero, um, who is very animalistic and very angry and very growly. Literally, an angry cat boy. Yes, uh... he plays. He plays so many angry characters. It's it's unbelievable. Like he's also the voice of Accelerator in Raildex. I see. I mean, he there looks is angry. no angrier boy. <laughs> does he? Does he growl in Raildex as well? Uh, he he certainly yells a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love someone yelling at us. Um. <laughs> And um, I don't know, this is kind of like not as growly, but kind of. He also plays Yu Nishinoya in Haikyuu, which who doesn't love Nishinoya? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's, he's the best boy. I know, he is the bestest. So yeah. <laughs> he, is, he is, well, I don't know if he's as good as Hinata, but he's up no, there. he's not as good, but he can try to be. He can get there. <laughs> he is the best. By no the way, there is someone I know... Natai knows that he's played recently as well. Who's that? Hmm? Gyachio from JoJo's Part 5. That's right, my boy! <laughs> just goes on on tangents about pronunciation of Italian names. Just Oh, my. What the fuck, dude? No, it's it's great. I It's the same thing, though. Like, yeah, like we're talking about sort of typecasting. But again, sort of when you watch him in Haikyuu, he's much more... You know, toned down a little. Toned down, mm. m- toned down, yet much more energetic and upbeat. You mm-hmm. know. And then you got like Bakugo. No, actually, scratch that. Like even in Reserve, we're just angry and just ferocious. With always just shouts at everything. You know, but it's not shouting for the sake of shouting. Like there's more to it than that. You know. Mm-hmm. I like I like to think of his voice as like he's a he's a teenage boy going through PMS. Oh, um, okay. that's that's what it sounds like when he talks sometimes. It's like, ah, you rah, 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 are you struggling with PMS, you... Alex? Do, do we need to talk about this constantly? Are you struggling you with your identity, had... your mistaken identity as a teenage boy? 
Do we need to talk about this? Yes, but I, I think I need professional help at this oh, point. Oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. You hear about that he was had, like, in, uh, what was that, like, a surgery or whatever? Like, this past year, I think. Who? Yeah, did, oh, yeah he had okay. some, like, vocal cord surgery or something. Mm. Didn't not he? Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not me. No, no, no. I haven't had, I haven't had any surgery. Um I'm looking. I'm looking here on Wikipedia. I, I do remember. I'm pretty sure it was him who had to go on hiatus for a little bit because of vocal cord surgery or, or some yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty surgery. much. So that's what happens when it you growl every much. day, all day. Mm. Just rip those cords right out. I like this. So, <laughs> I'm looking at is he has a page on Wikipedia. I'm looking at it under personal life. It just well, it says other things, but it says he is a practicing Catholic. In his spare time, he plays video games. Thank you. I this is okay. this is definitely need to know stuff. Wikipedia. Okay. Sure. Uh, all right. Um, wait a minute. Oh, wait yeah, a minute. Sucks. On March 21st, 2020, Agamotto revealed that he is married to Asuka Ogame after something that I can't pronounce, reported allegations of him having an extramarital affair. Wow. Oh. What a piece of shit. He's in like. an open relationship? <laughs> uh... I'm moving on. <laughs> No, okay. I, 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 I do, I do like how well he plays the uh, the angry boy thing. It, it's really good, and it's fun to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's certainly fun to watch with Garfield in uh, in ReZero season two. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that noise? I no, I don't know. I, I was, I, I was, I was being genuine. I was not being sarcastic. Okay. Sorry. Sure. Sure. <laughs> What? I can't wait for January to come around and see more of oh, okay. him. Please. I mean, me, me either. I mean, January is going to be pretty good, though, but we'll get to that in a future episode as well. Hey. Uh, no, uh, so I guess I, on on sort of a similar spectrum of, <laughs> uh, of Okamoto, I want to talk about literally the happiest man in the world. And that being Mamoru Miyano is probably my favorite Japanese voice actor. Probably. He is great. He is up there. I just, people say, like, would you like to meet him and spend a day with him? No, I want to become him. I want to be this man. I want, he seems like the happiest motherfucker in existence. Uh, so for those who don't know, Mamoru Miyano is probably most famous for, uh, uh, two or three roles. Uh, he was East Okabe in Steins Gate. He was uh, Kotaro in Zombie Land Saga. Um, and probably what a lot of people, at least my age, know him for is he was Light Yagami in Death Note for the five people yeah. my age who actually watched the Japanese dub of Death Note. Wouldn't know. Um, he was also the best Canadian ever in anime, JJ in Yuri on Ice. No. Best song no, no. in that entire show. No, no. No contest. No I'm contest. No. JJ, no one defeats me. I'm deporting him. <laughs> this is why I You're baby. deporting JJ. Why would you do this? Because he uh, is a bad representation of this country. All you Canadians need to aspire to be JJ. No, no. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. No um, one defeats him. 
And uh, he's also in a show that both myself and show really liked a lot. Carolyn Tuesday. He was at the gun. Uh, but yeah, I, I fucking love him because he, like a lot of the characters he plays are very much over the top. Like all the characters I just listed are insanely over the top, like crazy characters. And it's so fun to watch because you can definitely tell that uh, Miano is putting like an enormous amount of effort into I, I say that but it doesn't seem like he is it seems like he's just being himself most of the time um especially in Zombieland Saga I'm not I am not con- unconvinced that Zombieland Saga is just not an idea that sprang forth from his own mind and he's like hey I have an idea let's do an anime about zombies and I just get to play myself it seems that at least in the original shows that he's been a part of that his roles were Definitely written specifically for him. It, yes, it does. It does seem like, like Okabe in Steins Gate. I cannot imagine anyone else playing that role better than he did. And it's like it's fun seeing like the different level of Mianoisms, I suppose. You know, because yeah, in Steins Gate, he's like a fucking Chunibio dumbass thingy. <laughs> but in the more emotional parts, he's very grounded. You know, he like. As much as, like, at the beginning, he might seem just like a nut job, he certainly feels like a real person in the more emotional scenes. Yeah, but like then a good example, in toward the end of Steins Gate, there's a scene yeah. where uh, he and Kurisu are having, like, a really genuine conversation. And it comes off as, like, really well done, even though it's him being acting like an actual fucking human being for the first time in the story. I mean, I will shit talk Steins Gate Zero all day, but goddamn, that, like, episode 8, that whole scene between him and Kurisu is just absolute. Their performances just mm. saves that entire episode, and it's absolutely incredible. Well, like, and, and again, yeah. I mean, a lot of people like to shit on Steins Gate Zero, but even further along in the show, that the. Uh, I forget yeah, which for sure. episode that it is, but um, the episode where. Uh, Hoin Kyoma gets reborn. Hoin Kyoma. That that scene is so fucking well acted by him. He sells it so goddamn well. Yeah, but it is fun, like, from one show to another. See, like, it's still Mamoru Miyano, but just different levels of him, you know? And then you look at you look at a role like like Yagami in Death Note. It's like he can also play morally questionable characters really, really well, too. Mm. It's just God. He's fun to watch. I and he Miano is one of those uh, voice actors where if I hear he's going to be in something, it's a real, uh, it's a real thing for me to try and watch that. Like even if it's if, even if it's an anime where I don't think I'm going to like it at all based on whatever its premise is. Like just knowing that Miano's in it, I'm like, I got to check that out. <laughs> I'm honestly, yeah, he's super talented. Not a big fan of him because he's kind of like too much and his voice sounds a little too wacky for me but i do appreciate when he plays the more uh toned down roles like i liked him as uh kida in durara Mm. and also liked him as reinhardt in legend of the galactic heroes the newer one even though it's like Mm. very against his typecast like that's like the polar opposite of what you would expect of him like a very serious uh (laughs) very like 
all business, no funny, no bullshit character. Uh, I think he played it pretty well, which I guess you wouldn't mm. necessarily expect from him. But I was happy because I was not uh, enthusiastic that he was uh, listed as the voice actor for this like military general. And I'm like, no, I just want a serious person. But he did it pretty well. So good for him. Uh, I was going to say, like, he does a really good job as Reinhardt. And I I kind of was like you when I saw them, like, this doesn't seem like a good fit for him. But then I heard him do the the role and I'm like, wow, he really can do this understated stuff really good. Mm. Yeah, give him a chance. Like, this this is the thing. Like, even if if you're hiring a voice actor that is known for something else, give him a chance. They might they might surprise you. I I have one thing to add to that conversation. Hmm. Nice or bad? Nice or bad? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I can't wait for this second season of Zombieland Saga. I don't I don't care if it's a sequel or a prequel. I just want to see more of that character. Go 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 go. And I genuinely can't wait to see more of the Legend of Galactic Heroes remake. It's been great so far. Yeah, I think uh, they announced that the sequel or the release date for the new stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sometime in 2021, right? right? Mm. Well, at least there's yeah. plans in the works. Yeah, I think, I don't, I don't know for a fact. I think what they're doing is they're going to redo the entire thing, but over the course of several years. I mean, I mean, I don't mind. Isn't the original like super long? Oh wait. yeah, I mean, it, the the original came out over the span of like ten years as well. well and I think go. the new one is covering more content, so <laughs> it's it's a more it's a more faithful adaptation of the original source material. I think so. This is gonna be possibly even longer than the first adaptation. We shall see. Uh, Still but... gonna end before Berserk. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's naive of you to think that Berserk is ever going to end. But speaking of Miano, do you happen to know show who he's really good friends with? Uh, who? IRL. Yuki Kaji. They're best friends in real life. Really? Yes. Well, no, that's, a, that's called a segue show. That means it's your turn. Okay. Well, I love Yuki Kaji <laughs> for one reason, and that is because he is sexy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, he's not lying like he has a legit crush on Yukikaji wait do I wait no that's a different person we met a different voice actor at uh, AX but I do have a crush on Yukikaji's voice in particular I don't know how he looks but anyways he plays Aaron Yeager and Attack on Titan and uh, you know the last person I talked about I was saying oh I love them screaming and honey Aaron Yeager can scream. Let me tell you that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love. Can he do anything but scream? No, but that's okay. That's, that's... He cries. Oh, yeah, that's right. But he's like kind of screaming while he's crying. So. True, true. <laughs> but yeah. Um, no, I love his voice. I love his performance in Attack on Titan. Um, especially as it goes on. I mean, I loved it in the first season. Even though a lot of people would, I'm sure, contradict me because I, I think a lot of people find him annoying. But listen, I love that typical shonen. Raise his hand. 
Well, fuck off. Okay, I love the typical like shonen mm-hmm. protagonist, you know, enthusiastic, but like over emotional, angsty. I think he does it well. And uh, in the later seasons, you know, it, his character becomes more emotionally complicated. And I think that is well portrayed by Yuki Kaji. So, you know, he's great at the simple stuff, great at the complicated stuff. But most of all, he got a cute voice, though. Um, and I, Are you really just going to gloss over his most important role he's ever had, though? Oh, what would that be? Bananya. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honey, no one can meow better than Yuki Kaji. Honey, if, what you, a legend. if you're into Catboys, you need to watch Bananya right now. Like, right this second. You need Bananya uh. in your life. Um, but yeah, he also played um, Nishikata in Takagi-san. And he did a really good job at that because um, there was a lot of situations. I mean, the whole show is all about embarrassing Nishikata. And he does a really good uh, job of sounding embarrassed. So props to that. I mean, he's played a lot of other things, but... Those are the two ones that stand yeah. out to me. He's been he's been around for a while since two thousand and six, as a matter of fact. Um, so yeah, he's had a fair number of roles. Uh, he he was Koichi and JoJo. Fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> Master, let's kill the whole. <laughs> I know that's echoes, but still, it's funny. B. I mean, it's still him. Yeah. It's I, funny, I really just... I really enjoyed how like Koichi's evolution also reflected in like how he voiced him. Because at first when he shows up, I, I honestly thought, oh, it's gonna be a fucking speedwagon character. I'm gonna hate him because he's just useless. How and fucking then by the dare of... you call Speedwagon useless? No, I mean I love Speedwagon, but he is useless. Uh anyway. <laughs> but then by you. the end of the party it's just an absolute Chad, you know. He's such a cool go- cool guy. Yeah, like in in part four specifically, like he starts out as this meek, uh, shy boy, and then by the end of it, he turn it turns into this like super confident dude. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. And Yuki Kaji just nails it with how he portrays it. Like he's so good at both portraying the the skittish, shy version of Koichi, and then at the very end of it, he's like this super confident. Like, hey, what you say to me? S H I T B. Uh, it was in something else I wanted to talk about too but now I forgot My Academia? well no I mean yes he probably (laughs) was in that too but I don't care Uh, yeah he was who was he? god Todoroki oh that's right not my favorite role but not your cup of tea but yeah (laughs) Uh, god I know he was in something else I wanted to talk about but I fucking forgot uh, he was in a lot of stuff. I mean, let's yeah, be he's been in, he's been in a shit ton of things. Um, yeah, you got you got he's great. He's he's someone who can do a multitude of roles and do them all equally well. I think he's a very well rounded voice actor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, he was the voice of Phoenix Wright in the Ace Attorney anime. That's what I was going to talk about. He did he played really? that part really really well. Oh. Um. You don't yeah. say. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it I, I love Yukikaji. I don't think he's like the fucking bee's knees, like show does, yes. obviously. But um, <laughs> I, he's he's great. Um, so 
I guess one thing we haven't really talked about at all yet are English dubs, right? What's um, that? I yeah, I know. Um, what is English? You know, as much as we all still watch, or now I should say, watch primarily sub, you know, Japanese dubbed anime. Uh, I think it's worth talking about because there are still some really good standout English dub performances um, within the anime world. I mean, probably the first thing that comes to mind when you think of like a benchmark for what a good dub should be in English is probably the Cowboy Bebop dub. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 all really, really well done. Another one would probably be the uh, Full Metal Alchemist dub, both the original and Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those are are really really good and you know despite all the bullshit that surrounded it whatever you may think now of Vic Mignogna I still cannot think of Edward Elric and not hear Vic Mignogna's voice for sure he totally like he, he made great work of that that role <clears throat> yeah no no offense to Romy Park who plays Ed in uh the Japanese version like she nails it too but I just, just something about that performance, and I just can't not hear that voice when I think of Edward Elric. Mm-hmm. Um, but one I wanted to talk about in particular um, as an overall performance is the English dub uh, for the anime movie Premiere, which came out last year. Um, it's phenomenal. And I think I know why part of the reason, at least why it's phenomenal. It's because the, uh, the crew that worked on it. And in particular, the director of that movie, uh, Hiroyuki Imaishi actually had final say on who got cast in what role for the English dub. They actually had a very hand trigger, had a very hands on approach to how they did the English dub. And it really shows because a lot of the voice actors they ended up choosing for the English dub really, really fit into the roles they were given. Um, especially, I would say, the voice of um, of Leo Fotia being that being Johnny Young Bosch. Mm. Um, but I think that's something that I, I know it's not feasible for every single anime adaptation or anime that gets a um, an English dub, but. God, I wish it were done more often because it really shows in how in the increase in quality of the English dub for Premiere. And I, I don't know if that's the only factor that made it that way, but I have to think that it was probably a an enormous factor that made it that way. I don't have much to add because I haven't seen Premiere. <laughs> well, you should fucking see it. I haven't watched yeah, it probably. either. Oh, God, you guys need to watch this shit. Well, I don't care whether it's in Japanese or English. Just go watch it. I've watched it seven times. It's so fucking good. Like, okay, it's not a ser- – it's Trigger, so you shouldn't take it too seriously. But it's a great love letter to Western anime fans. And that's exactly how you should how you should watch it, in my opinion. I, I, I know I love it. I just haven't seen it. Just yeah. I wish I could watch it in theaters, but uh, that's well. That's I mean, never that's kind of difficult here. right now, Natai. I, I mean, before <laughs> we had a fucking <laughs> pandemic, you know. Still. Um, but Speaking of benchmark dubs, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, go go ahead because I know you want to talk about Bacano. 
Oh, I just I'll never shut up about it. Yeah, I mean, when you said benchmark, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth. Like, that's Bacano's dub in a nutshell. I mean, the Japanese cast is also, like, absolutely stacked. And it's, like, so many just... It's really an ensemble cast in Japanese dub. But specifically the English dub, I really want to highlight the fact that back then in when the dub came out, most of these actors were, like, kind of like pretty new to to anime dubbing and which is something that a lot of dubs in like the past decade or so are are criticized for using the same actors over and over again and some of them not being like really good i mean bryce what was his name paper bro i don't remember the guy who like yeah the guy the guy who dubbed who dubs aaron in attack on titan i mean i haven't seen a lot aside from like clips from season one but it's not great and then like oh he shows up as Kirito and I say yo and that and that old complaint sort of it's interesting then to go back to Bakano because a lot of these actors are just were nobodies and so like shout outs to like the ADR director Tyler Walker who like fucking spearheaded that production because what turned out of it was absolutely incredible aside from like each each member of the cast just knocking it out of the park. I really, really enjoy the like the the attention to detail, whether it's like the accents that are like proper for the era that the show takes in, which is like new like the during I think the nineteen thirties in New York. It's just absolutely wonderful. I mean, J. Michael Tatum as Isaac is absolutely wonderful. I mean, Isaac and Mira in general, their their dubs are just awesome they're so lively and fun and energetic and it's they're great i love i love the the japanese uh, sub as well like the dub rather but there's something about uh, these two in the english dub that just feel much more natural you know because when you're watching in in japanese like it sort of sounds a bit off to me when it's like oh you know they're like americans in the 1930s but it's like all the squeaky voices for Miria, you know? Uh, I am blanking on... I should have checked, actually, who voices Miria in the Japanese dub. But yeah, I don't know. It just really... Like, the dub just w- really works in that setting, you know? Um, I think the, the the thing about the Bakano dub in particular is that translating those accents uh, was never going to work in Japanese. It, for sure it, it never would have worked in japanese even if they had, and if they had even tried it it would have come off as really hokey um but they actually they nailed it with the english voice acting and it, it's even like how well that's done is amplified by the fact that a lot of these people are not native new englanders that are doing these voices yeah, uh, yeah. so they they're actually putting on an accent as well also Shout out to what is, oh Brian Massey? I don't know if I pronounce it right, but the guy who voices Lad Russo, my God, like he absolutely sells every scene he is in. Mm. And like I'm praising the dub so much, and I'm not trying to take away from the original Japanese cast because they are wonderful as well. They're like really fucking good. It mm. just specifically for that show, the fact that the English dub works so well is so helpful in like grounding that whole world you know because the show really like is for the most part pretty grounded in reality and 
Minus yeah, all the supernatural just, shit. Minus all the supernatural bullshit that goes on. But you know what I'm saying. Like, it, yeah. it, it feels like a period piece to some extent. By the way, I went and looked it up. Uh, Miria is voiced by Caitlin Glass in the English dub. I was wondering who was the Japanese VA. Oh, the Japanese. The Japanese voice is Sayaka Aoki. Sounds familiar. I'm not sure. Looking at some of the other stuff that she's done besides that Bacchano. does sound familiar. Uh, not I mean just Kion's sister in Mon- nah, in uh uh Haruhi. Haruhi. Yes, I almost said Monogatari. I don't know why. Um, no, we're not in that sister. It's not that sister. Not yet. Not not that sister. No. Oh, God. But yeah, I mean. Bakano either sub or dub is fucking great. And yes, just wanted to highlight specifically the dub because it's so good. I'm happy that this past year I've actually seen more and more videos about the dub on YouTube, which is great. It's yeah. really fun to see, to get the show, like to see more people talk about the show. And yeah. So yeah, go watch Bakano. It's, it's really it, good. It's great that they put that much effort into getting the accents right too, which is something like you, you'll see occasionally even in english dubs uh where there'll be a character who is supposed to be from a place where you know there's a pronounced or noticeable accent and they won't even try and i'm like well okay i mean that's that's fine i know it was probably difficult for you but give me some effort please yeah yeah. That's why I appreciate the Bacchano dub so much is because they clearly went above and beyond what was expected of them to do for a dub. And they're like, nah, we're not just going to do okay. We're going to knock this shit out of the park. Would highly recommend going and like learning more about the dub because just there's mm-hmm. so much to it, so much effort put into it. It it shows it just so really quality and it deserves to be up there with bebop is like some of the best works in terms of like dubbing because it yeah. is that good and definitely if you haven't seen bacchano definitely give it a shot it's it's well worth your time like you say in in dub or sub it's well worth your time yeah and it takes place in the same universe as durarara you should watch durarara still, <laughs> still need to watch it i mean you should watch durarara too but <sighs> i really should my boy Johnny just, Young Bosch is in da 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 too. Yeah, I just could never figure out if I want to watch it first in, in Japanese or English. That's the only reason why I haven't watched it yet. What? Uh, da da Yeah. Oh, the the English dub for da 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 is really good. Yeah, but I heard that the sub is also fucking great. Oh, they're, so, but they're know. both great. They're both you you cannot go wrong with with da whether you're watching sub or dub. Um, like they're both really really good. Um. I was going to say there's um who is it in the Durada dub that plays Simon? Uh shit. I think it, it's not Yuri Lowenthal, is it? God, I can't remember. Um I know whoever it is. So Simon's actually a Russian character and the person who did his voice in the English dub actually spoke Russian. So there are huh. moments where he starts speaking Russian and it's like genuine like because the voice actor knew who knew Russian. I think it's Yuri Lowenthal, but I can't remember off the top of my head, and I don't have it up right in front of me. Have you heard of the fan-made cut? of? I haven't watched it, but the... So, the Psychopaths movie that came out a few years ago, I think? So, it features both Japanese characters and American characters. Hmm. So, 
in the Japanese, obviously all of them speak Japanese, and in the English dub, all of them speak English. But apparently, there's a fan made cut that pretty much changes uh, changes like the tracks around. So whenever it's American, they speak English, and whenever it's Japanese, they speak Japanese. You know, I haven't checked it out because I haven't watched past the first season, but it's pretty cool. Hmm. I I like stuff like that. I was wrong. It was not Yuri Lowenthal. I went and looked it up right now. It's Patrick Seitz who did his voice in uh, who did Patrick Simon's Seitz, that sounds... Simon's voice uh, in Roll those R's. Not not Patrick Swayze. No, not Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Although that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, so probably the reason you know uh, Patrick Seitz's name is because he is the English voice of Dio Brando. Dio. Also Vegeta, right? Uh, yes, I believe. No I way, believe no so. way. I think so. I th- no, no, I, that's not that's not that Patrick. I don't know. I don't watch fucking. Uh, I don't watch Dragon Ball anymore. You've watched it's like ah, oh, what do you what do you you've watched Dragon Ball at some point? Or oh another? yeah, at some point, but that was like fucking fifteen plus years ago now. Also, no, nah, I'm totally wrong. There's no way it's it's Vegeta. I'm eh, I don't know. I'm making a solid. I know he was in both Naruto and Bleach, uh, but I I don't know. No, he was. I guess he was never. He's never been in Dragon Ball. No. Oh no, wait, he was in Dragon Ball Super. Never mind. I was. I'm lying. <sighs> um. Who watches that? Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, not me. Uh, not me. <laughs> uh, anyway. No, uh, great voice of Dio, by the way. He, he sells that character really, really well. Actually, yeah. like I, I, I enjoyed what I saw of his part in the JoJo death. Yeah. But speaking of Dio. Who does Dio? <gasps> what do you mean? It's our God is a Lord and Savior, Takehito Koyasu, which is an absolute mad lad. So let me mm, mm. Oh, no. <laughs> listen, even oh, if no. even if you haven't watched JoJo's, you know, this guy who you he's know, he's been why? in literally because everything. He's in everything. So the thing with watching JoJo's. So, I mean, Dio is with without without question, like probably my favorite performance of his because he absolutely he absolutely nails that just an absolute shithead it's so fun him seeing him just go overboard with his portrayal of Dio because Dio is like a maniac and it's great but when once you see Jojo it's all over now it's all ogre now because whenever you wa- you'll watch this certain anime you'll be having a good time oh ReZero is really fun I like ReZero and then this fucking guy shows up and Oh, Roswell sounds familiar. I wonder why. Let's Google it. Oh, it's Dio. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then you notice he's everywhere. He fucking... It's absolutely every. I was... I was... I was watching... I, like... Wasn't playing on it, but I was watching, like, High School Dixie with some of my mates. Mm-hmm. And they are watching season I four. I highly doubt that. Mm-hmm. I, they were watching season four, I think. I was, like, watching with them because I was like, ah, fucking, it's a good meme. Sure, let's do it. Oh, no, I highly fucking... doubt that they forced you, or if they did, they didn't have to try very hard. Oh, they didn't force me. I just thought it would be like a good meme, and it was. Uh, and then this fucking guy shows up. I don't even remember the name of the character. I'm just gonna keep looking for it. And I'm like, this guy sounds familiar. 
And like, why? So look it up. And it's Dio. And he's in everywhere. I mean, but, but a more serious note, he's such a talented actor. I mean, heck, he voices a character in Valid Evergarden. What was... Uh, Claudia, Hutchins, which right? is the weirdest thing ever to call a male, male character. Yeah. Wait, what was his family name then? Hudgens, Hudgens, right? I think, yes. Hudgens, yeah. And he's great in it, you know? He just nails it. Which is, like, like, he's he's really good at, you know, he's played fucking Dio in JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Like, he can nail the villainous role, especially with his voice. Like, he can sell a villain easily with his voice. But how he's able in Violet Evergarden to portray this, like, soft, demure, like, guy who Very just wants to do person. something good to, for the world after this horrible war. It's like, wow. It's yeah, so it's- good. His range is absolutely awesome. And, like, again, it's it, it kind of turns into a meme of, oh, Dio is in this show. Ho, ho, you know. And it's and, and that's great and all. But he is, like, such a tal- talented actor. I absolutely love it whenever he shows up. Especially in, in, like, parts where you just don't expect it. Like, heck, when he shows up in uh, Monogatari as uh, Tadaratsu, was his name, I think? Yes, yes. Whenever he sh- when he showed up, it's like if it's a very small part. He shows up for maybe a total of three episodes in the entire show, but he he has such an impact in terms of his character because he just sells that role. And it's a very subdued role, very you know understated, and it's great. Again, like I think I know it kind of so sounds funny to mention it, but for all of these actors. It also always sounds like they're bringing their A game, you know? It never sounds like they're phoning it in, which kind of sounds weird. But then you look at fucking a lot of Western uh, voice acting. It Like, sometimes you're like, oh, it, you'll come across, like, a certain performance where it just sounds kind of meh. And maybe it's not the fault of the, the actors. Maybe it's the fault of, like, the ADR team or, like, the directors who work with them. But... With Japanese, at least for me, I I still haven't come across a certain show where I'm like, yeah, not feeling it. And maybe it is the language barrier, but I don't know. For me, it it always feels like they're like bringing their A game, you know. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's probably a more so of a thing where they've been doing this for a lot longer. Uh, yeah. so they kind of know what they're doing by now. And you look at especially older English dubs, it's it was a lot of people who didn't have a lot of voiceover experience. Like they came from the realm of like theater acting or um, radio, some people. And some people were didn't even really have any formal training as actors. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, a bit of, like, on a personal note, kind of been frustrating to watch some, like, Western animated movies or shows and be like, it's it's just kind of be disappointed with some of the performances. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's it, like, I really appreciate uh, Takehito Koyasu's work specifically because even though he's such a prolific uh, voice actor, he shows up in so many places. Like, fuck, I'm watching One Piece and he shows up as, like, a, a, a pretty big character. And it's like, damn, he absolutely nails the part. And it feels like its own character, you know? And I'm every now and then he'll show up and I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. You, you know, know? On, on the same vein as someone who 
probably has a very recognizable voice as uh, Takeda Koyasu is probably Sugita. Like, that's a voice you can recognize from a mile away. Yeah, dude. Sugita absolutely nails it. I mean, fucking Joseph Joestar in part two. Yeah. You know, he absolutely nails the part. And, like, it's so... And you can tell, and you can tell that these guys are just having a blast, you know. Yeah. Whenever well, we talk Sugita about especially, especially Sugita. I mean, fuck. You, you watch. I was gonna say the amazing thing with him is that he plays both comedy and drama equally well. Yeah, for sure. Like you look at a, a role like I mean Joseph Joestar in Part Two can be kind of comedic, but it is kind of a more serious role but then like you look at a pure comedy like um hidenori from the daily lives of high school boys like he yeah. fucking nails that shit jack <laughs> jack <laughs> uh. shout outs to his performance as gintoki and gintama as well i mean yeah i know you two haven't watched it, no right no but i know i know he's kind of become iconic for that role pretty much his whole like his whole character in that show is absolutely fantastic is because that show is primarily a comedy but it sometimes like delves into more serious subjects and kind of tragic stories and he absolutely nails like the sort of like very i don't know to say scarred character but very much a like a a grown-up you know He's a, he's like I, I think he is like twenty seven years old in that character in the show, and you can feel that sort of maturity and be a more sort of a grounded personality he has, even though most of the time it's very much hijinks and bullshit and all of that. Yeah, and so if you're looking for a really like nuanced performance, not all of the time in terms of like the um, serious aspects of it, but yeah, Gintama. His work there is great. Yeah. And it's just like his voice. It's like it. you hear it. All you got to hear is like one or two words. And it's like, that's Sakita. Pretty much. Pretty and much. he loves VTubers. <laughs> Wait, did he simp? Is he simping? Yes. He simps for his oh, no. Pekra. <laughs> oh, shit. That's great. It is. It is. It's, it, it's bringing us all together. <laughs> uh definitely uh so uh i'm trying to figure out a way to actually end this because we've been going for about an hour uh is there anyone left that you want to talk about show before we roll on out of here i guess i'll do a quick mention to yoshitsugu matsuoko (laughs) you said i don't even know (laughs) if i spelled that right uh but i tried my best uh, Let's find out. Uh, who plays Kirito in Sword Art Online? Best character ever. I'm joking, but I do like his voice. <laughs> um, but more prominently, I well not prominently, more significantly, he plays Petalius or Manikanter Death in ReZero. Um, <laughs> do you, you want to try that again? <laughs> no. Petalius Death. Death. Um, which honestly is like literally one of the best voiced characters I've seen in a long time. Um, and who is like so polarly opposite or not opposite, but just such completely different from what you'd expect from, uh, someone who played Kirito. 
Um, but no, uh, Battle Geese is just amazing. And he also plays Soma from Food Wars, um, which he does really well. Uh, love his voice. Shit, that's right. And I think he's the... I mean, yeah, Battle Geese was like his best acting performance. So he's clearly very talented. It's like you look at you look at his performance as Kirito in Sword Art Online. And then you like back to back look at Beetlejuice from Read Zero. It's like, how is this the same actor? I have like, no idea. Yeah, it's kind of insane. So crazy. It is insane. That to me though, that is that is actually the mark. Like we we shit on Sword Art Online, and I think rightfully so on this podcast a lot. But oh, don't get me started. But I think that's actually the mark of a really good voice actor. Is like you can look at two different roles and think, how is this the same person doing this voice? Well, to be fair, he didn't have much to work with for Kirito, so <laughs> yeah, Kirito <laughs> he could is only a do so much rise. for him, honey. But he did. He did what he could. I do. He's had some other really look. prominent roles too. I mean, he's Sora from No Game No Life. He's Bell and yeah. Danmachi. Also, like I, I, it's kind of when I noticed it, it felt so like a maybe, like it felt kind of like a meta joke to some extent. But I like how sometimes he's picked for even it's like very small characters, sort of as like a a joke role, you know, like. When I was watching, oh, what was it? Yeah, I think it was Rising of the Shield Hero. So yeah. the Sword <laughs> Hero is is the same. It's the same voice actor as Kirito, and to some extent, like I don't know. To me, it felt like oh, maybe it's sort of like a meta thing that they picked the guy who voiced this Kirito to to voice this guy because it's pretty much Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. I don't know Shield, but yeah, it's pretty much like the same character, you know. Yeah, I hate Shield Hero so much. Uh, oh, I lest I forget, he was also best boy in Demon Slayer, Inosuke. Oh yeah, oh, who's God. that? You don't Natai. I haven't watched him. Fucking watch Demon Slayer, you chud. You uncultured swine. There's a pun there. Now, I'm, now I'm just gonna go watch yeah. it and and just and it'll be like, oh, it's okay, and everyone's right, like, oh no, you can't see this show, but I'm actually really trying not to laugh at that pun. Thank you. He has a pig on his head. That was the joke. Oh, uh, oh, it's that yeah. guy. Oh. Yeah. Why don't you fucking watch it? You know, I still haven't finished Demon Slayer. So- I'm like 15 episodes in. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> what is this shit? <laughs> <sighs> this uh, mm-hmm. I'm Go fucking ahead. tilted yeah. right now. <laughs> Keep going. Say I something. Guess. No, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna regret. Oh, please be my guest. Whore. You Do fucking it. Fucking whores. Oh. Jeez. Uh, watch. Uh, how how is it possible that it's been over a year and you haven't watched Demon Slayer? What the actual fuck? Who are you talking to? Did I? Yeah. Who are you? Yes, Natai. I don't know. I'll just watch it. I'm currently watching other things. I just He's a busy man. He's got stuff to do. Yeah, I'm watching good shows. It's just I'll tell you what, like it's very, very small tangent. When when a show gets that popular, it just like I don't know, it it felt kind of like people were over over hyping it. So I was like, I'm just gonna wait. For the hype to die down and watch it without get go without having any expectations. I'm pretty sure this hype ain't dying down anytime soon. Yeah, especially the fucking movie that just it's whoa, blasting dude. through every single record in fucking Japanese cinema history. 
Yeah. But I will watch it. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Like, no, I just, as someone, yeah. you know me, I'm not huge into, into Shonen. But. You love JoJo. I love, that's <laughs> kidding, different. That's different. I know, I know, I know. No. I'm messing but with I'm you. just saying, coming from someone who doesn't really care that much about the Shonen genre anymore, I'm here to tell you, Natai, it's a really good Shonen and you should watch it. I'm coming from someone who does like the Shonen genre. I haven't finished it. <laughs> I'll watch it sometime. This is why we can't have nice things. Uh, but no, th- uh, yeah, this guy's voice acting to get us back on track is just absolutely <laughs> stellar, though. Um, Kirito? It's, yeah. Uh, Yoshi. You, by the way, you got it wrong by one letter, so I'll give you credit for that. Is the last letter A? Yes. Yeah, I felt there was something wrong there. Listen, there's a lot of vowels, yes! and I there's a lot going on in that name. Mm. Oh my gosh! Show he has a very this guy slothful. has a world record to his name, by the way. Longest sword. Uh, no, <laughs> that uh. says as of, as of June seventeenth, uh, twenty nineteen, he is the current Guinness World Record holder for the most unique sound bites provided by a voice actor in a video game. Lovely. Uh, uh, it exceeded okay. twelve. It exceeded ten thousand lines for uh, the Don Machi game, Memoria Frise. Oh no! So he has ten thousand unique lines in the game. Holy shit! Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. <laughs> Why couldn't they give that to Hestia? I mean, what? <laughs> uh, it's just a string, dude. It's just a string. Listen, it may be just a string to you, but to me, it's hope. Uh, okay. You're 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 I, a sad little man. I don't know where I'm going with that except to say thank you everyone at the Ever Dropping in to listen to us tonight. Check out the description below to find links to Anime Club After Dark on Twitch, social media, and Discord. Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases you make there really do help us out with that i have been your host alex and i will see you next time say good night guys good night Ugh, my ass hurts fuck oh okay Why? I... just my chair dude that's it okay oh you need a new chair it's almost christmas you should probably not use the dildo shaped chair for recording <laughs> fuck is right <laughs>